with Chris and with David. Charles and David. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Engage with us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod and catch up on all of your back episodes of The Watchlist with Patty and Bill on our website www.thewatchlistpod.com. I am so excited, Patty, to have this show today. And I and I'm excited for two reasons. Okay. Not just the big thing we're going to talk about, which is Mm -hmm. Zack Snyder's Justice League. But there was a documentary that I just happened to come across that is actually one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. And it actually pertains to Batman. Interesting. Yes. So before we launch into our our big old review, what else did you watch this week? I watched a movie that's up for a few Oscars called The Sound of Metal. It's nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Best Original Screenplay, Best Film Editing, and Best Sound. Jinkies. Yeah. It's also won several different... uh, the Boston Society of Film Awards, the American Film Institute Award, Chicago Film Critics Association Award uh, for Best Supporting Actor. Um, it's won some Critics' Choice Award. It's won some stuff in the past, and uh, and now it's up for some Oscars. And it was damn good. It's about a, a rock drummer who loses his hearing. And... He then gets in with to this program where he meets a guy who has also lost his hearing, who has created this group where they teach people sign language. They help them learn. Essentially, they help them learn how to be deaf. Wow. And our main guy, he's like determined to get back to the way things were like before he lost his hearing so he could get back to his girlfriend to get back to the band and have his life the way it was. Mm-hmm. And so it's that inner struggle of how his life has changed and how he's got to deal and learn to cope. Wow. And where yeah. is, where is it again? I rented it on Amazon prime. Okay. And it's and, damn good. And isn't the main guy, one of the guys from Star Wars Rogue One. Yeah, he was uh, uh, Riz Ahmed. He was in Jason Bourne, the action film Jason Bourne. Yep. And in the Star Wars anthology film Rogue One as well. Cool. So, The Sound of Metal. The Sound of Metal. And yes, our... That main guy, um, Riz Ahmed, he is up for a best act, the best actor Oscar. And the supporting actor, uh, Paul Racy, um, he's from Chicago. And he was had some small roles in Baskets and in Parks and Rec. And he's been in other 
things that I've never heard of. Cool. Well, that sounds odd. And now is the time that Laura and I actually start watching Oscar movies. I mean, we've kind of fallen off in the last couple of years. We always used to give each other one. All right, I'm not going to watch this for whatever reason. We gave each other a mulligan just to say, you know what? There are eight movies, nine movies, whatever. I don't want to watch this. You don't want to watch that. So we're not going to watch them. Mm-hmm. But this seems like one we're definitely going to watch. This It's definitely really, it's really damn good. And I really liked it. And I don't want to talk, say too much about it because really I went into it not knowing anything other than the yeah. title and the one guy was from Chicago because they talked about <laughs> it on the news. If they hadn't mentioned him on the news, our local news, I would not have known this movie existed to even watch it. Really? So I'm glad they talked to the guy and we're able to, uh, I'm just glad they talked to the guy so that I know about the movie and I was able to hunt it down and watch it. Wow. Cool. Well, then I'm definitely looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. So the one thing that I want to talk about today, other than Zack Snyder's Justice League, the big one, Mm -hmm. is a movie that has everything to do with the big one. Mm. And and I think that if you like superheroes in particular, if you like comic books and and even more so, if you are a fan of Batman, you need to watch Batman and Bill. So I was I was looking around on Hulu, of course, you know, watching stuff for the show. And I came across this and it is a documentary that premiered on Hulu in in 2017. So it is not new. Okay. And it's directed, written, and produced by a guy named Don Argot and uh, and uh, Sheena Joyce. And it explores how the guy we have for decades credited with creating and, and doing the stories for Batman by the name of Bob Kane was not the sole creator of Batman. Hmm? How it was a gentleman by the name of Bill Finger. So everyone thinks that Bob Kane created Batman, but that's not the whole truth. So there's a guy named Mark Tyler Nobleman who this documentary focuses on. He's the protagonist of this documentary and how he digs for the truth and comes across the story of Bill Finger, who was a struggling writer, but also as responsible, if not more so, for the creation uh, and concept of Batman and and his ancillary characters as well, Joker, Robin, the whole bit. But for decades, Bob Kane, it was only his name on Batman. So while Bob Kane had all the accolades and all the money and all the all the fame and all that other sort of stuff, poor Bill Finger died destitute and alone. Ooh. And this guy, and who was actually even rarely photographed as it as it turns out, but he was working alongside um, Bob Kane at the company that became DC Comics. And in the wake of Superman's popularity, Bob Kane went to his editors and said, hey, is there a room for another superhero? And they were like, yeah, I'm going to go bang this out in a weekend then. Well, he couldn't until 
Bill Finger came along. Hmm. And Bill Finger helped create the look, the story, and subsequent stories of Batman. In an hour and a half, I gained such an appreciation for not just Bill Finger, but the efforts of this nobleman guy, and also the grandchildren of Bill Finger. Because as it turns out, no matter how much evidence uh, nobleman found, when it came to getting Bill Finger credit, the only person who can actually file a copyright lawsuit is a family member because oh. they're the only they're the only ones who are financially can find benefit financially. Mm-hmm. So he meticulously tracked down Bill Finger's son. Oh wow! And mm-hmm. through that, tracked down grandchildren of Bill Finger and luckily enough was able to in 2015 finally get Bill Finger equal credit for creating Batman awesome it is it is a heartbreaking story but it okay. is so good that if if you watch and and actually Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice was the very first movie to feature the name Bill Finger. Huh. So like the Michael Keaton Batman didn't, you know, obviously the right. uh Burt Ward and dude from the 60s didn't and all that other sort of stuff and and none of the comics did. So if you love Batman and you particularly want to watch uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, do yourself a favor and learn actually a little bit about the business of comic books. Because as much as I wanted to believe that the people who put forth comic books are good, sometimes they're not. No. And it is a business. So Batman and Bill, which I do sort of have to cop to the fact that the oh, title yeah. appealed to me because it's Bill. <laughs> But it is it is amazing, and it actually does add nuance to Batman in its entirety moving forward. And speaking of that, mm-hmm. oh my God, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. I had to, as I, I started up, and it just is in the action, I had to go back and watch the Superman versus Batman movie okay. to even know what was happening at the start of it. So ah, I was like, okay. I am so lost. Have I seen that movie? So Thursday night, I watched the Batman versus Superman. And then Friday night is when I finally was like, okay, now I've seen that. Now I can spend four hours on Justice yeah. League. And I, I've got to tell you, so, and Laura is a trooper. I love this woman to death, but she actually got magazines to sit next to her just in case she got (laughs) bored. She was getting prepared because she actually got off work a little bit early because she knew this was going to be a four hour movie. Love her to death. Right. But I fully expected her to, you know, dip in and out, check her phone, whatever. Not once. Nice. Not once. Dwight fell asleep. And then went up to bed and it was still going. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you what, though, from from 
from Jump Street, this movie is different. Totally different. Yeah. If, if and and people, I don't think it. Can we be? Can I give spoilers? Some, not all, but some. I'm, if you want to, I'm not right. going to stop you. I'm 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 just going to say out there, people, that if I say something, you've been warned that there may or may not be spoilers from this point forward. Well, everybody knows the story about how Zack Snyder had to bow out of Justice League. And and unfortunately, one of his children committed suicide. And that's why are that's why there are messages in the movie and a credit at the end for the suicide prevention hotline, which I thought was was very well done and very well handled. Mm-hmm. But he bowed out. He took care of he took care of his family. But that means that this film was languishing out there. So Warner Brothers brought in Dick Weed, Joss Whedon to I'm sorry, but now he's turning out to be a dick. Oh, I know. Weed. I, I know. You don't need to apologize. You don't need to I know. apologize. I was just I like, oh, Dick Weed. I know. Dick Wade. So, but he actually was the the right hand of the studio. So all all the bullshit that we saw for Justice League, the theatrical cut was was Joss Whedon tooling around and, and the studio intervention, everything from the bad CGI to just the shitty storyline, blah, blah, blah. Zack Snyder's Justice League except for three or four things that I recognized from the original cut is a totally new movie. He got so seven- different. I was like, did I see this movie? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I recognize nothing. And the guy who's going around finding these mother boxes, mm-hmm. uh, um, um, Steppenwolf has a whole new look to him. He's differently voiced in this movie. He, he actually becomes a fleshed out character for a CGI character. And he looks so much better. You can tell right away that this movie is just going to be better based on how it looks, how it sounds. And I love the fact that they broke it up into different chapters. Yeah, that was nice. So that you could actually have natural breaks intended by the filmmaker mm-hmm. to say, all right, I, I can put this down for a moment. I've got to go make dinner. I've got to go pee. I've got to do something. And then I can come back to it. But there's not enough I can say about how good this movie is. The, I mean, there are a couple of parts here and there where it dragged just ever so slightly. But I don't know what you could have cut. My... The only nits that I would pick are a couple of the music choices in a couple of spots that just seem so corny. Yeah. But other than that, other than that, that's that. I mean, that's all the only thing I have to say about it that I didn't yeah. like. The only thing I didn't well, care for. Well, Zack Snyder loves his slow motion music score <laughs> shots. Yeah, yeah. That that goes all the way back to Watchmen and all that other sort of jazz. Mm-hmm. But I have got to say, what's disappointing, there, there are a couple of things that are disappointing in this movie, and, but in a very good way. I, I watched also after watching this movie a couple of videos on YouTube that break down this movie. Because I one, I wanted to make sure I caught all the Easter eggs, which I always okay. And two, I wanted to see where it was going. And apparently there are going to be no sequels to this movie. This movie is a 
a labor of love brought about by the fans, they have no intention of moving forward with what they set up. Interesting. So that's a disappointment. Yeah. But but I am even more heartbroken that except for the rumored cameo in the Flash movie of Ben Affleck never doing Batman again. Mm. because I have gone on record before and I will go on record yet again. He is, and yes, I mean this over Christian Bale, the best Batman in the cowl Mm -hmm. because he can be Bruce Wayne and he can be Batman. And I love the fact that this movie is R rated as well. I like that the DC universe has gone darker with their stuff. And I'm a big fan of the of the closing where you finally get the Joker scene too. That's yeah, not that a big deal. That's not a spoiler. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not a spoiler. People know it's at the end and all that other sort of stuff. It's what's okay. said at the end that I won't give away. Okay. But the way Batfleck delivers it, I'm going to kill you. And believe me, <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill you. But just the fact that he says, I'm going to fucking kill you unbelievable and i believed it with every fiber of my being it is just i don't know i don't know why maybe you know this or maybe our fans do log on to the watchlistpod.com click on the contact us button or hit us up on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod i just didn't get why the film's aspect ratio was 16 9 i didn't get that either and I, I haven't and I, looked at anything online about it. So if there's Yeah, neither have I. After a while that kind of went away, but yeah. but we've been so trained to look at things either letterboxed or full screen mm-hmm. that I was like, Oh, well, this is different. But when I watched the trailer, I was wondering why it was a square. Yeah. So if you guys just happen to know that, let us know. You know, I didn't want to do too much of a deep dive into it before seeing it because I didn't want anything spoiled. Mm-hmm. But it is just a damn fine use of four hours in filmmaking. And if you have seen, oh, and another thing too, it at least ties in now Man of Steel, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and bits and pieces of Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. This Mm -hmm. at least makes all of those movies now make much more sense as part of a greater universe. I was always fond of saying that they just went right to the Avengers movie when they made Justice League and then it just fell flat. This is the Avengers type movie that fans deserved years ago when it was released. It's just good. I know it's four hours, people, but... Take the time, watch it. There are breaks in it that are that are denoted, like like part one, part two, all that other sort of stuff. When you see the screen go black, take a nap, do something, you know, go get a snacky poo. I went through a whole bag of chips, Patty, a whole bag <laughs> of chips. Nice. I shame ate a whole bag of chips because I was we so riveted by this. Ate pizza. And I also got the brownie cookie things. So we ate all that. Oh, we watched it. 
believe it or not, I actually had a brownie cookie thing yesterday. Nice. The cookie part was better than the brownie part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I Googled it. Um, in July 2020, two months after the May 2020 reveal of the Snyder Cut was coming, he explained his intent of the aspect ratio at the Justice Con online stream. It turns out he became enamored with that format, in his words, obsessed with the big square, when he was editing the IMAX scenes for Batman versus Superman. So he began filming Justice League. He was shooting with that aspect ratio in mind. Oh, he shot with an, oh, that's in an IMAX ratio. Mm-hmm. Copy that. Well, okay. That makes more sense now. Yeah, and of but, course, because he had no say in the theatrical release, that wasn't the thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the better sound system you have, people, the better TV you have, the far better experience you're going to have. Yes, correct. You know, and, and as we move to, and see our other show, too, where we actually break down WandaVision and we talk Falcon and Winter Soldier and... and other shows things on tv are far more theatrical these days yeah really so and and especially the way we consume them whether they go straight to streaming or there's a a premium subscription you need to pay or what have you like it or not things are becoming far more theatrical bigger budgets so forth and so on so it would behoove you to Increase the size of your TV, get a better sound setup, because as we've said before, one of these days, that's all you're going to be able to do. Yeah. But but also, there is no Snyder Cut in movie theaters. It is only on HBO. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to enjoy it, enjoy it. You know, have the best experience you can at home. And don't think just because it's on TV, quote, end quote, that it's not as theatrical or not as loud or as carefully thought out as a theatrical release it, because it is. Yeah, it totally is. It's, Oh, it was, I really liked watching it. I really did. Oh my God. It, it there was one part though. Here's a nit that I will pick Aquaman's, uh, the, the, the female lead in Aquaman played by Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. So Laura turned to me at one point and said, Where's her red hair? Because in the movie Aquaman, she actually had red hair and she had an American accent. In Zack Snyder's Justice League, same character had sort of a sandy blonde hair and a British accent. And I guess that was to make her seem a little bit more regal because she is, you know, the daughter of the king of Atlantis at the moment, played by Dolph Lundgren in that movie. So uh, it, that was just a continuity thing. For she me. was the second girl, right? That showed up. Cause there was yes. one woman at the beginning that I was like, for some reason I thought that was her. And then I realized that's not her. And then that new, was Nicole when Kidman, that second yeah. one showed up, I was like, no, I'm talking about in the justice league movie. Oh, whoa, whoa, there whoa, were two right, different right, right, right. women in Aquaman world in Atlanta. Oh, I see. And the first one I thought was Amber Heard because I don't know what the hell she looks like. And then Amber Heard showed up. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that other lady was just a lady. 
And I thought I saw red hair, but maybe I was just, you know, filling that in, perhaps. Yeah. And I totally forgot that she was American accent on that first and the Aquaman movie. Totally forgot. Yeah. So there's not quite the same continuity because this movie technically takes place before the events of Aquaman. So because Aquaman came out in 2018, Justice Uh League came out in 2017. Oh, so so barring that, actually, this is way better. Um, Yes, yes, definitely. Just I can't. I can't believe I'm saying this. And I like the DC movies. I'm actually a fan of them. I loved Man of Steel. I was rewatching that on TNT the other week. I actually like bits and pieces of Batman versus Superman. The only thing I don't like about that is the villain Doomsday, because that's so different from the comic book. And I think if they had followed, um, uh, what's his name? Silent Bob, um, Kevin Smith's, version of the script it would have been far better but there are bits and pieces of that that do fit and fit very well into this so i'm a fan and i love it being r-rated i love it being dark if you've got four hours or even half an hour here and there yeah because they're basically broken up into half an hour bits watch Zack snyder's justice league it's it's amazing that's all I got to say about that. All right. So any log on to the watchlistpod.com. Uh, click on that contact us button. Have you seen Zack Snyder's Justice League? What do you think of it? What big point in it that that we didn't talk about talk about would you like to hear talked about? Because I hate the fact that there's not going to be more of these. They set up so much cool stuff. And even Laura turned to me and said, Oh, I really want to see a story about just the Amazons right now. Yeah. Like a like a big 5,000-year-old prequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what happened with them, how they were subjugated, how they became the Amazons that we know and love today. And Wonder Woman's action scene in Zack Snyder's Justice League, by far the best action scene for a woman and a woman superhero in recent years. Totally. Yes. I kid you not. Bad yeah. ass. Mm-hmm. Anyway, log on to the watchlistpod.com. Engage us on your social media at symbol, the watchlist pod. And that's about it. Well, just a, they should listen oh. in for our big Wanda vision breakdown. Oh, yes. This week. Yes. And we're going to do a big breakdown of Wanda vision with Charles and David friends of the show and David, everybody knows and loves, mm-hmm. but we're going to, we're going to break that down. We're going to talk a little bit of Falcon winter soldier. Uh, and we're going to talk about where we see the future of Marvel going. So mm-hmm. make sure you turn into that. And um, we appreciate everybody listening. We sure do. So, so thank you very much. We hope you have a wonderful week. Happy Monday to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, all right. That's all we got for now. We'll have much more next time. Yes, we will. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.